This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hello, Fox fans. How the devil are we? Um, are you happy? Enjoying yourselves? Guess what? We are still Premier League. Yes, and not only are we Premier League, but the Leicester City women are Premier League as well. Five years ago, well... Let me ask you this question, question for you here. What were you doing, my lord, four years and 363 days ago? I was getting very, very worried. Spurs were about to, uh, well, they had travelled to Chelsea and were about to play them 
And, of course, if they failed to beat Chelsea, it meant a lot to us. So I'll tell you what I was doing four years and 363 days ago. I was getting pissed. And then later on that night, I got more pissed. And later on that night, I actually went on Talk Sport Radio to talk to them about it. They invited me on. And it's the only time I've been on the radio drunk, I've told you. And the next day, I went into work, hung over, got the bus in, wore my kit, didn't care, didn't care. It was one of the best nights of our lives. Five years ago, we were crowned Premier League champions and we could sing this. <laughs> Five years ago. Can you believe it? I actually had hair then. Maybe not. <laughs> this is Lester Till I Die TV. You can catch us live on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV, Facebook, Lester Till I Die, the group, and Twitter. It still is at Lester TID. Don't ask me to explain, but we are still a Lester TID. We're all over there. Let's have a look at a few uh, comments here. Well done um, to the Lester women. Indeed, Jason, five years, five years to the day. Matthew, good evening, Matthew. How the devil are you? Brad, good evening, Jesus. Enjoy the special, guys. Be sure to subscribe. Indeed, we've had a lot of subscriptions of lately. Um, Miss Molina, good evening. How the devil are you? I know typical Burnley last night. I tell you what, I lived there for 20 years. I know what they're like. Never, never rely on anybody from Burnley. That's what I say. Molina's just reminding me, though, something we're going to be launching very, very soon. And um, we're going to have. The Leicester Till I Die TV singles, indeed we are, to celebrate the the, the five-year anniversary of us uh, probably hugging and kissing people in the crowd we'd never even uh, met or seen before. But we are launching Leicester Till I Die TV singles. Melina signed up for it. She is our first available young lady. So more information on that later. Um I think this is somebody she might actually quite like. We're going to say good evening to Josh. Good evening, Josh. How are you? <laughs> good evening, Chris. How are you, pal? <laughs> what? what? What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I am saying nothing. I am saying nothing. But uh, um, can you afford a plane ticket to Canada, mate? That's all I'm going to say. I'm getting, I'm, getting married, I'm getting married in six weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, six weeks. Do you know what I mean? What what stays in uh, stays in Leicester? Uh, what goes on in Leicester stays in Leicester. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> David Gamble. Good evening, David. How the devil are you? Uh, Mad Jason says hi, Josh. Um, you are, pal. And Brad says uh, good evening to Tyson Fury. Jesus saying hello to Tyson Fury. That's a mad match if ever I've seen one. So, what 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 were you doing four years and three hundred sixty three uh, days ago? Um, oh God, I just remember. I remember the build up to it more than anything. And to be honest, the way Chelsea had uh, the way Chelsea had gone that season, I didn't really expect them to do, do us any favour. So I was sort of more concentrating on the Everton game that were coming up, um, and then. It, 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 History wrote itself, didn't it? Really, you know, yes. KO scored to make it two-one, and then 
when Hazard scored that goal. I, I remember just, I ran out my front door and I was running up and down the street. I didn't know what to do myself. And then the last, say, the last five or ten minutes of that game was just, it was, it just went to chaos, yeah. if I remember right. They had all players sent off, yellow cards flying around and all sorts. But it was just all, unbelievable. So, you know, if I could, if I could go back and relive it, I would. Potticino, I often do, I do, I watch the video. In fact, it wasn't so long ago, I did re-watch the Chelsea Spurs video and it was literally, you would have needed as Tyson Fury to have been there. <laughs> <laughs> you, he, you could have got a job as a bouncer that night, I'll tell you, mate, you know. Um, like you get, Matt, it was a dirty game, but I mean, I know it wasn't, we didn't become champions purely on one game, um, but we are always going to thank the boot of Eden Hazard, aren't we? Definitely, yeah. And you know what? I think, um, you know, obviously we're all sort of hoping that Chelsea would do us a favour that night. And, you know, as, as we know, they did. But um, I think even from, remember, you know, when Hazard's celebration, when he scored, I think it meant a lot to a lot to Chelsea as well, really. Just at yeah. the end of the day, stop, stop Spurs from... From winning the title, and you know they were they were they were. If I remember rightly, they celebrated the equaliser like, like they'd scored a last minute winner. So it meant it meant a bit to them as well. <laughs> and, and they were very much they loved Claudio Ranieri, and you know I can remember yeah. posters being all around saying you know let's win it for Claudio, let's do it for Claudio because I don't know that they particularly agreed in the world. He came second, in fairness, only to the Arsenal's in, Invincibles. The season before, you know, uh, before he was before he was sacked. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, the thing we're going to go through as, as as we talk tonight. We're going to look at each month and some of the some of the big games. We're also going to look at some of the numbers that meant something that season. I'm sure, you know, if I said eleven, everybody would immediately know what I'm talking about. If I said two, probably people wouldn't. But to me, it is a number because, of course, I live down here in Paul. I work in Bournemouth. And two was the fact that we had become that season, apart from Tottenham fans, we had become everybody's favourite second team. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And if I remember right, I mean, you know, I've got a lot of, a lot of my mates, you know, got a few Arsenal fans, a few Liverpool fans, Man United fans. And they were all, you know, when it got to the point where they realised that, you know, their team couldn't couldn't actually win it. They're all they're all backing us, backing us to go on and go on and do it. So I think uh, it, it was definitely yeah. The last like I say month and a half or so of the season, it was um, I was just surrounded by more Leicester fans than anything, which were nice. Yes, yeah. I mean, I I, I can remember walking into um, the local building bank, my, my bank, and the, I'd got a coat on with a Leicester logo on, and the girl behind the counter. So, oh, Leicester City, Jamie Vardy, Riyad Mahrez. I went, yeah, you know, we're doing well, having a good season. What team do you support? Oh, shit, I don't like football. But <laughs> despite the fact that she knew <laughs> all about Leicester, it was an unbelievable, you know, certainly I think, you know, us as podcasters, you know, I was doing radio shows for Australia, for New Zealand, for Canada, TV was coming over. You know, at the end of the season, I was absolutely bloody knackered. <laughs> I think it just literally took out. I mean, the whole story just, I mean, we, we all know, we all know how big football is worldwide. And, you know, to get obviously the recognition from, from nearly every country across the world, you know, it was yeah. unbelievable. And it was fantastic. You know, I think 
we're extremely lucky to be able to live through that time. And, you know, the way we're playing at the minute, who knows, we might, we might get times like that again in the future. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not out of our reach, so to speak, I don't think. No, no, not at all. And when you see some of the other um, teams that are struggling, um, you know, who knows? Bookline says here, I wish I had not lost that 5,000 to 1 betting slip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Bookline. Right. Don't we all? <laughs> it, it's, it's probably behind the, uh, down the back of the settee with my winning lottery ticket. <laughs> <Don't you? laughs> and oh, well, Miss Molina. Nice to see Josh on the panel. Yes. I Good saw evening. it is Miss Molina. Josh, the quick question here, just to say, are you on Twitter at all? I'm not. No, I was years ago, know. but uh, now I come off that's, it. That, that's why a certain person couldn't find you and was wondering why you, a certain at Josh LCFC hadn't replied to her. <coughs> no, Molina. I'm not on there. You know. I'm not on <laughs> Your wife's not watching this issue, by the way. Just I want to get you into trouble. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, I mean, I was talking um, to some non-Leicester fans recently, and as I living down here in Bournemouth, I can remember I've been down here 11, 12 years. When I first came down, I can remember players and owners of the club you know, walking around outside Bournemouth Pavilion Theatre with buckets collecting money for the club and they were 19 points deducted in the fourth tier because of going into administration and that season we won it, they'd actually come up amazingly from that point to the Premier League and that, had we not gone on to win it, I think they would have had the story of the season and, you know, I say that because obviously that's the dream that you know the ESL was probably trying to kill off, but yeah, you know the season before, and this is the annoying thing. I'd had a season ticket the season before. I'd travelled seven hour return journey, seven and a half hour return journey every home game to see us lose and stay at the bottom of the Premier League for another week. To, that I think was what made it such a big story. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I can remember sort of. I lived in Leicester City Centre for. For oh, I can't remember how many years now, to be honest with you. And I moved moved into Leicester City Centre when um, it was the probably about two or three months the end of the Championship season when we went down. So I lived about mm. ten minutes from the stadium. So when we we're in League One, I was going down every weekend, and you just buy a ticket on the door. To be honest with you, ten minutes yes. before kick off, you never really needed yeah. to to pre plan anything. And then obviously, you know, the years we've had since then, Championship winning year, we went up. Obviously, like you say, you know, we had the great escape season then from then on it we're trying yeah. to get a ticket for a bloody nightmare and it's been like that ever since but you know I'd, I'd sooner it'd be like that and obviously I'd be as successful as we are now than being back in league one and playing the likes of Scunthorpe and getting in five minutes before kick-off so yeah it's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been, a, been a strange old time mate it has but uh, we, we wouldn't have it any yeah. other way we we would not we would not indeed but it's just my look that I'd had a season ticket for a couple of years, and um, which was difficult for me because I lived down, like I say, on the south coast. But a good friend had got me a season ticket, and it, it was because we weren't giving bad performances that that great no, escape I... year. We were doing pretty, you know, some damn good performances, just not winning. Nobody w- w- was tonking us or anything. But it was just the journey for us, you know, the three and a half hours there, the parking and the long journey home and in the dark. <laughs> and, what have you. and I just I, said, I, I said to my, 
I said to my son, because he had a season ticket as well with me, and I said, you know, I just can't do this anymore. And he said, well, I'm going to uni, Dad, so, you know, I won't be around. I'll be concentrating on that. I said, you know what? I, I don't think I'm going to renew it next year. <laughs> we go on and win it, don't we? <laughs> let, you know, that, that, that's, that's me. That's me. Never, 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 never let me give you advice on the horses, I'll tell you. But let, let's, start, let's start at the beginning, Brad. We'd stayed up. Yep. We'd we'd got that momentum going. It was it you know, it was the biggest great escape. Well, it was the greatest great escape of all great escapes. I still believe that. And we'd gone off to Thailand, celebration because we we're owned by Thai owners. And we had a couple of naughty youth players there that, that couldn't keep the mobile phones amongst other things in the in the trousers. <laughs> and we'd lost our manager. It, it was a crazy pre-season, weren't it? It, it really was. was. Were, I mean, as always, you know, every man and his dog is linked with the job, the usual suspects and what have you. And I can remember, because I was blogging that time, that every day there was another favourite, depending which newspaper you bought. It, it was just, yeah, like you say, it was a strange one. I, I, the names that we were linked with at the time, I can't really remember, but, and then, you know, as we know, God, Don Claudio came along and yeah. it was completely out of the blue. But as far as I was aware, I hadn't, I hadn't read anything about him being yeah. linked with us. I just remember my, um, my friend got wind of it. Um, he says, oh, apparently um, Claudio Ranieri is going to be your new manager. And I thought, no, no way. I think, mm -hmm. oh, you know, his job, his job before us was the Greece national team and that yeah. had gone too, that had gone too well for him. And then before, you know, it, you know, hour or so later Sky Sports News and he'd been appointed and I just remember feeling at the time underwhelmed I'll be honest um, I, I didn't I didn't think we'd get going into the season I didn't think we'd get relegated because um, obviously mm -hmm. the players like you're saying the great escape season the, I, I just sort of hoped that the momentum would carry on and roll into the next season so I didn't think we'd get relegated yeah. but um yeah, I, I, when when Ranieri was appointed, it sounds so stupid saying it now. Looking back, um, yeah, I, I just thought we'd be maybe maybe battling relegation, but anywhere from you know sixteenth to thirteenth, and I'd have been happy. Now, you see, this is where I can actually blow my own trumpet because as bad as I was in making decisions like um, getting rid of my season ticket the season before we we became champions. Um, I was writing a blog for the Metro Online, the you know, the, the, the newspaper online, and there was plenty to write about because, like you say, literally every other day we were being linked with another, um, uh, another, another, per, you know, another manager, and Claudio was then linked. And I actually put down, and and I've I've still got the link. It is still actually there in internet history that I can prove that I said this. But I actually said I think it would be a good appointment because although we hadn't won a title in any of the big leagues where he'd managed, he'd won cups. He had got a couple of promotions, but he'd got teams to like second and third in the um in the league. And I can remember mm -hmm. saying at the end of the day, if he can get Leicester to second, third, fourth in the league, we are going to be more than happy. Yes, oh, the yeah. Greece job, the Greece job wasn't for him. 
uh, and, and he made a, a let's face it, a, a pig's ass of it. But how many managers, good, you know, a good team manager, a good, um, you know, league manager doesn't always make a good national manager. It's, yeah, international manager. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and I and I can remember saying, you know, I'm pleased he's coming because I think, you know, he'll do. I didn't expect him to do as do as well as he did, but you know, he. But even even Gary Lineker wasn't impressed, was he? No, there's a, a famous tweet from him, and <laughs> still uh, still knocking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th- I think you know, again, yeah, I, I didn't write him off because you know I, I back any manager that comes in comes in for us, and you know, I support him fully until the day they get sacked. Um, but for, yeah, like I say, for me, and, and, you know, you can go back and it's well documented. You know, you go on YouTube now and. I think um, I seen something on Sky Sports the other day. Actually, they were just going back, um, going back over the time and the month or so that he first came in, and Paul Merson saying, you know, he'll get sacked, and Letitia saying he'll be the first one out the door, and yeah. and then you look again, you know, in, in hindsight, you look back now and you think, God, how wrong, how wrong, nearly ninety nine percent of the football population were, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad to say that that one percent was me, and. <laughs> <laughs> I want. To, I should also say, Melina. I do think you should go and have a cold shower, love. I really do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can remember. I don't know if you because looking back, it's amazing how things come back to you. But I can remember, you know, when he did where they do the photo shoot, and they're usually yeah. at the ground holding the scarf up or, or whatever. And he was sat in a wooden chair, God knows where. It looked like in the gardens of Babylon or something. But he was sat on a chair holding the shirt. And I'm thinking, how old is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. From what I can remember from the picture, he's in like, he's sat like near, near like a garden table, isn't he, from what I remember? Yes. I, know, I know exactly what you mean. I do remember. <laughs> I, I think he's like a bath chair. Or is he, you know, is he just too old to stand up for too long? But, hey... <laughs> He came in, he brought, obviously, a couple of things. And before we start looking at the matches, I mean, just some of the players that were in that team then, um, you know, Mark Schwartz was our, our, our third-choice goalkeeper. You know, Madness. that's... Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise, I'd forgotten, Daniel Amati was in that squad. He was, I think. <sighs> Did we sign him in the January? I think he might have been a January signing, you know. I'm sure he was. I'm pretty sure he was. But, yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I went onto my website, com, and I've got a thing on there, 2015-16, the champions. And I'm looking at the squad I'd put up. And I thought, what the hell, Daniel Amati, who I didn't even think he was here then. Johan Benaloon. (laughs) And that's... That's not easy for me to say, and I love this guy. I, and I can't, and I can never pronounce it. Marcin Wazaleski, who remembers yeah. the, big, the big, the tank, eh? Quality, mate. He's, um, you know what? He's, he, I know, um, I follow him on Instagram, and he's very, you know, what I mean, I'll always comment on it saying, you know, Leicester legend for, for what he did. And he were always, you know, sometimes people say he was a bit of a walking red card, but you're always 110% committed. And yes. he comments anything Leicester, and he'll always like it. And, He's always following, you know, Leicester City-related things on Instagram. So I think he's, um, yeah. and it, it, remember his last game for us, he, he cried his eyes out, didn't he? So we, yes. we obviously mean a lot to him. Yeah, he was absolute 
Man Mountain, Wernie, real warrior, yeah. and some of the challenges yeah. he put in were unbelievable. I remember him giving away the free kick at the end when the Arsenal came back yeah. in, the, in the second Arsenal game. But he, you weren't going to get past him, whatever happened, you know. Um, uh, it's not coming up here yet. Oh, is it coming up? Mad Jason, remember Nathan Dyer? Yes, indeed. He We yeah. got him on loan. Uh, his contribution, I think, to the whole season, though, was getting knocked out playing Aston Villa. I was there. I was at that game. We'll go on to that because that's one game that really sticks out in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gochlan Inner in Inler. <laughs> he was a Swiss captain, I think, at the time. I think when we brought him in, I, I, I was more looking forward to seeing him, looking forward to signing him than Golo Kante. Again, in hindsight, what a crazy thing to say. Um, but I think, yeah. yeah, like you say, he was Swiss captain. He came in. He got you know. A, Good background behind him, to be honest. And then, yeah. I think yeah. look, looking back, just one of them players where he didn't really, he didn't really get a chance, did he? I guess. But I suppose with the no. central midfield we've got that season, he's not really going to, is he? Unfortunately, no, no. And I'll leave the well. Joe Dodo was one of the strikers. He didn't yeah. really do much that season, but of course, I always think the one that got away, Andre Kramerich. Definitely. I mean, you, you look at what he's doing now, and he's scoring goals for fun in, uh, in Germany for Hoffenheim. So he's, yes. yeah, again, he's just another one of them lads that just didn't really get a chance, unfortunately. But, you know, he's gone on to show what, what he's made of. Yeah. I'm not sure, Matthew, if he did or not, but if he did, he gets an extra thumbs up from me, big, uh, big <laughs> Waz. <Yeah. laughs> I believe he's now cage fighting, is he not? It wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. He's, um, I think that there's a there's a story come out recently that I can't remember. One of the lads went to dinner with him and he just started eating his wine glass and he had yes. glass all around yeah. his mouth and he's just eating the wine. Nuts, but again, his character's like that, that you remember. Yes, yeah. Right, let's, um, let's get into the season. It all kicked off, obviously, that August when we had the normal start times and what have you. And um, we had a game against Sunderland. Now, I wasn't that many games that season because, like I say, I'd, I'd, I'd got rid of my season ticket. But I was at that game. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, start, it started out well for us because, let's not forget, this kind of sums the season up for me here. That awkward <laughs> season when you're trying to avoid relegation, but you accidentally win the Premier League. <laughs> that, that does sum us up. But look, August, let's have a look at August. Starts on the 8th of August, and we were at home to Sunderland. I was at that game, and my God, what a start it was, eh? It was, and I remember... Sort of after that result, thinking chances are, you know, Sunderland are sort of a team that we are going to be in and around, really. So I remember thinking, you know, yeah. if, we pick, if we're picking up results like that against against teams like that, then we, we, we might do all right this season. You know, again, I just thought, you know, anywhere from sort of mid-table down to maybe, third, well, 15th, 16th, anywhere in between that. Mm. I thought if we could get top half, then what season it'd be. So, yeah, that, that, that result that, yeah, at the time it stood out because I thought, you know, we're going to be in and around the likes of, you know, Sunderland and other teams like that. So, it would, what, yeah, as you say, what a start. And it just showed that the momentum from the season before just rolled over into into the next season. Yes, that, that, that's the thing. That said, we didn't know how bad Sunderland were going to be this season, did we? Yeah, you know? that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Uh, 
we 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 went on then to visit West Ham and a bit of um a bit of a a, a, a memory here because not, that's not I'm not I can't think of the word I'm looking for but one of those moments that you don't get very often as Sinji on Okazaki header. Yeah, he did. I remember um, that goal especially because I think Vardy put the ball in from him. His first shot got saved. And yes. then he, he's only about for only about five foot something, weren't he? But I remember him sort of getting over the defender and knocking in the air, knocking it into I think we I think we went two 0 up in that game if if I remember correctly. Um yeah, again, he was just another one of them players that, you know, I think at the time, you know, we had that sort of era character, weren't he, Shinji? And again, another player that oh. always put in hundred and ten percent. Um, you know, I, I mm. think at the time, you know, he sort of <laughs> Some fans maybe he didn't go under underrated as such, but I think some people sort of underestimated mm. what he brought to the team. And I think you know, it, again at the time, he was sort of he, he were integral for for Vardy to oh, yes. goal scoring more than anything because he did. You know, as much as you know, Vardy run, runs himself into the ground. Okazaki was sort of dropping deep, making runs, and unbelievable Okazaki, player, really, yeah. really good. He was, and that was only his second game. I can remember watching him against Sunderland, and, and I turned to, to my son and went, he's like a dog with a bone. You know, he yeah. wouldn't let players settle. And he was, what I would say was like Peter Beardsley was to Gary Lineker for England, which was basically mm. not scoring many goals himself, but providing and, and, and setting up a lot. And that was the same with Sinji on Okazaki. He was all over them. I mean, everybody always goes on about Kante and, you know, he used to be able to pass to himself sort of thing. But Sinji never made it past 60 minutes because he was always too knackered. Always soft, always. You could sort of, you could, uh, to be fair, I think the book is, if either book is a probably bear, stop taking bets on him being the first sub because it seems to be every game for him, bless him. But like you say, yes. he come off the, he come off the pitch every time, absolutely shattered because he was just always put a shift in for us. You know, some games he weren't great, but you could never ever, you know, you could never doubt that the hundred and ten percent effort he put into it every time he pulled on a Leicester shirt. And at the end of the day, that's all we that's all we ask for in it. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, Jason. Kind words. Um, I, I'm, I'm you may <laughs> this is making a happy man feel very old tonight. Yeah, <laughs> um, we, we then went ahead and got um, a draw with Spurs, which again, you know, Spurs were quite big at that time. You know, I know Spurs fans probably don't even remember that, um, but then and then. Bournemouth, and I was I was at that game because it was away and it was down the road from me. But we finished the month, and we were sat. Well, we finished the first game because of the goal difference on top. I can remember that match of the day. We were top of the league, but we finished the month in third place there. But then you look at it in all fairness and go, yeah, but Crystal Palace was second. <laughs> Bit of reality check. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think it was on, again. It it, it it was again. It was just you know we just seemed to really just pick up from the season before, and you know you look at some of the results there, and like you say, the one one against Spurs. You know, looking back now, and you're thinking at the time, yeah, Spurs. You know, they they were turning into a real force in the Premier League, really. You know, Champions League football and such, and then to get you know a one one, and then I think if I remember right, we could have nicked it near the end on that day, from yeah. what I remember. So it just it, again it, the start we made was was were brilliant. Say good evening to Jack. How are you doing, Jack Daniel? I know your sister, Tia, Tia Maria. Hey. Anyway, let's move on to. Um, I don't get any better. I warn you, I don't get any better. Um, 
<laughs> That's as good as it gets. Can I just say that will be as good as it gets tonight? Move on to September, and I'll let you go for this one then, because the first game we had, I think we had an international break. I'm not sure, but we uh, we we had a visit of at Villa to um to, to the old KP. We did, and I remember um, it was on a yeah, it was on a Sunday, and I remember I was getting settled in. I probably about two hours before kickoff for oh, I'll watch it on telly, and then my mate he said, "Oh, got a spare ticket if you fancy coming." So rushed over to the ground, met up with them, had a had a pint beforehand, then went into the game, and it one of them where you know went two 0 down um, in the last fifteen minutes. You know, I think I remember Richie Delac got the first um, goal on technology goal as well. It one of them where it just crossed the line, and and then after that it was. Just, but and it, as soon as soon as we scored that first, I thought there's no way. I, I weren't sure if we'd win the game. You know, we've only like again 15 minutes to go. I thought there's no way we're going to lose this. We just, we we're just absolutely bombarding them, and then you know Vardy gets a tap in, and then as you say earlier, Nathan Dyer knocks himself out, heading in the winner. So <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he knew he'd scored, did he? <laughs> no, that's it. And I, I remember he's. It was sort of a strange, or a strange feeling after he scored because nobody really knew what was going on. We don't know if the goal was allowed. Uh, for a good yeah. five minute, five minutes afterwards, weren't sure if the ref had sort of gave a foul on the keeper because the way they clattered into each other were, were quite bad from what I remember. And then, you know, mm. goal given, and it, that that that's a result that really stands out because I, if I remember rightly, you know, it, it, games before that, you know, we drew, we kept, we came back from two 0 down against Southampton, um, Stoke mm. two 0 down, we came back and then two 0 down against Villa. So it was becoming it was becoming a regular good habit at the time of as as coming back because you know we're two 0 down in games we're sort of thinking well we're never out of it until you know the final whistle so amazing amazing game from what i remember really good that did define that season didn't it the fact that you know a bit like to be honest with you and i I mentioned this i can't tell what show I, I, i mentioned it on but a bit reminds me a bit this season of that is the fact that even when we were going a goal down you actually thought we're not out of this we can come back from this most definitely. And, you know, I think just even looking back on the Arsenal game, I know we lost 5-2, yeah. but from what I remember that day, I remember we were playing really well and it was a real, it was a bit of a basketball game, to be honest with you. It was just end-to-end, one one minute we're attacking, next minute they're attacking. And I think that game got us a lot of a lot of plaudits from other people as well. I suppose yeah. at the time, you know, if you, if you were looking at it nowadays, you'd probably say we were sort of like the Leeds United, you know, just obviously yeah. counter-attack and then, you know, just hopefully grab a goal and, Unbelievable, really, really was at the time, really good. I was hoping you weren't going to mention the Arsenal game because Molina's in. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I suppose, you know, you've got to, you know, give an Arsenal fan a bit of joy this season, haven't you? Because they've got absolutely nothing else. But it kind of brought us down to earth a little bit, didn't it? It did a little bit. But again, you know, Arsenal at the time... I... Even now, Chris, I'll be honest with you, for me, Arsenal is still, I know, you know, this season, it hasn't gone right for them and the last few seasons they've not been as good, but they're still, on the day, they're, they're one of the best teams to watch in the Premier League for the way they play. I can mute you now. I've muted you. So anything nice you're saying about Arsenal isn't going out. <laughs> and I can bring you back in. So you know, just, just remember, I, I, I have the power to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember at the time, you know, thinking, well, at Arsenal, they're a cracking side and start playing as that day. But I didn't, I didn't really feel too downhearted from what I can remember at the time. It was just one of them where we, you know, we had a go and we just got, we just come unstuck that day, unfortunately. Yeah, we 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 did. Um, 
and we, we finished the month down there in uh we dropped a bit that month we'd gone down to eighth which i think was about as as low as we went all season if i'm not not mistaken mm-hmm. from what i remember yeah that was that was the case yeah. and then even eighth at the time i'm thinking I tell you, yeah, we're doing really well. If we could stay about eighth, seventh, then what a season yeah. it'd be! <laughs> yeah, because you, you presume that we weren't going to stay there up there, and yeah. like you know, an eighth finish was as good as we you know. Well, we didn't quite get that good under O'Neill, but we had ninth and tenths and what have you. Um, yeah, bringing in October, um, we started. We had, we had, we had that, that, was, that was a good that was a good month for us. We had the win against Norwich away. Uh, we came back again. I think we were 2-0 down to Southampton. Vardy got a, a double. Um, we beat Palace, and we, we, we won a bit of a, a five-goal thriller against West Brom. It, again, there were just little results like that, I think. You know, you know, I think at the start of the season, like you know, from, from what I remember from the from the results that you're showing, we were quite high-scoring mm. games, really, you know, apart from obviously yeah. the Palace game and and such, and I think, you know, it was made a big thing at the time. We weren't really keeping clean sheets, and then Claudio's come out and said, I'll buy everybody pizzas if we keep a clean sheet, and then, you know, it was <laughs> it was entertaining to watch, and obviously, you know, it was a bonus for that, you know, we, we were winning games and obviously staying, staying in a really good position in the league, so the West Brom game stands out, because I remember, you know, Vardy scoring and then getting their fans a bit of stick, and just things like that really just stand out in the mind. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think we still we still ended up the month ninth, but the thing that we had uh, then was the fact that we actually managed to keep, like you say, a clean sheet because we. I think that was the first game, that Palace game, where we actually kept a clean sheet, and and they all went off to was it Peter's Pizzeria, I think, uh, and actually. He promised them a pizza, did old Claudio, and he he uh, he went and but said, hey, "You've got to make them yourself." <laughs> this shows what sort of character he was. Yeah, I remember. Yes, <laughs> totally. I've got a little book somewhere, and it's actually it's full of Claudioisms, and you know some of the things he he would say, and those videos out there. But uh, but yeah, even as I say, coming into October, we're looking at eight, and you're thinking like. You know this, 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 this is this is going well. Yeah, I, again, you know, I remember at the time, like just going to when I well, I don't play football anymore. My legs ain't got it in, but at the time, no. saying to my mates, you know, if we could, you know, if we can sneak into you know Europa League, then you know what what season it'd be. And it's again, I was just repeating myself because it's it's one of the things where I look back now and I know you know. I, I, I know it happened, but you still can't believe it happened. You have to sort of pinch yourself and think, "God, we actually, we actually did that." It was, it was unbelievable. It was. We're going to look at the next month and have a look at some figures straight after this. Leicester till I die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. So magic, <laughs> caught you out there, didn't we? Magic did. number time. <laughs> I tell you what. I don't know, Josh, but you ought to put the heating on. It's really cold where you are. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is, just, just quickly for, for the viewers. I've actually quit, I quit smoking yesterday, so I'm on a vape well, now. So uh, you've got to well support done, me mate. through it and keep back in there. Trying. <laughs> we, we, will support, we will support you through it. We will support you through it. And I'm sure Melina will as well. So if we're going to look at a number, let's look at the first, the first number we're going to look at, 11. 
If I said to you yeah. eleven that season, what does that uh, what does that remind you of? Jamie Vardy straight away. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. eleven. It's heaven. It's Vardy. I remember old Martin oh. Tyler saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you never forget that. Incredible. That, that's up there for me. With the, they think it's all over. Yeah, it's because it's, it's, it's like you say, it's it's one of them again. You know, you, you look at the numbers, and as soon as you hear Martin, you know Martin Tyler say that, and you just it, it does it. It takes you back. It, it, just remember at the time thinking. You know, obviously, you're on a decent roll. And I remember I was away um, when he equaled the record against Newcastle. Mm. I was away or at a gig in Coventry. And um, I remember we scored that. And then uh, my mate was saying, oh, yeah, you know, United next game. If you're going to break the record, you know, with Van Nistelrooy, what a time to do it. And then, mm. as, as history shows, you know, he, he went on to do it. And I think after that, he didn't score for a while, from what I remember. No. A few <laughs> games. So. Hey, he took a bit of a break, didn't he? I'm going to ask you this, and I'd be interested to see um, if we've still got any viewers with us, um, because I think Melina and Brad need to get a room as well. I've got to ask you, Ruud van Nistelrooy did 11, in, um, he did 10 in 10, mm -hmm. but it was over two seasons. You know, it, it got, as I say, five or six in one and four or five in the next season. And I know Jamie beat him, but had Jamie stopped at the 10, I still think that would have been a better achievement doing it in one season than doing it with the two seasons with the break. I think you've looked at it both ways, really. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, like I say, it's doing one season is it's massive because, you know, it's, as we know, the Premier League is, is the best league in the world. You know, it's got the best, for me, some of the best, Without doubt, the best players in the world playing in it. Um, so I suppose you know to keep that that sort of level of, of performance over a consistent amount of time is is unbelievable. But then you know you look at sort of Ruud van Nistelrooy. I suppose you know if he, like you say if he's done it for the last five or six games of the season, then come back and you know scored in the first four or five or whatever it is. Um, I suppose to have that sort of say a longer layoff in between with pre-season I guess it's sort of coming back and obviously having the mindset of thinking yep yeah, we go again so I suppose yeah. you know if, if it, being a Leicester fan I'm going to be biased and say you know Vardy's were more impressive but it's one of them records that I don't touch wood anyway I don't, I don't unless it's a Leicester player that does it I don't think we're going to see it broken for, for quite a while to be honest with you because it's just it, it, when you think about it it's, it's absolutely crazy it really is I, I was <laughs> very tempted to have a little bet on uh, Inacho doing it, but uh, <laughs> that, that came to an end the other night. But but moving on and looking into November, and we're getting up to the you know the the Christmas period here. Um, we had three games in November, and we beat uh, Watford two one. Um, an easy win, and I'm saying that, and they're probably going <laughs> to sort of spank us on Friday. But an easy win over Newcastle three nil. And the one-one with uh, with um, the Man United game, which I think was the eleven in eleven, wasn't it? And I still, to this point, as good a goal as it was from Vardy, remember in that game the pass was it from Christian Fuchs down that side to play him in, and I'm like, that was like wow, you know. <laughs> it was, it was, and I think you know if you look back now on on the footage and stuff, and at the time it, it was actually a no look pass from him as well. When he's hit it, he's not even looked where Vardy's yeah. looking to the side, and you know to to get that sort of position. I think what I remember, I think I think did it did it go past Chris Smalling Vardy? I can't remember. Um, so, there was somebody, yeah, just, but he, he, 
it went past the Man United defender who just seemed to watch it go past him. Yeah, that's it. And the, the weight of the pass, like you say, it was fantastic. Mm. And, you know, again, another player, Fuchs, from, from that season, how pivotal he was and his set pieces and, you know, his throw-ins and things like that. Mm. You know, he's quite known for his long throw and stuff like yeah. that. So, again, it's just, it, 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 at the time, it sort of, I think we sort of didn't take it for granted. But, you know, you look back now and, you, again, you're right, Chris, you look at the pass and you think, like you know, the accuracy on that and the weight of the pass, yeah. and you know, to allow Vardy time to get in behind is is fantastic. Really was. Now you you very much look to me like you're shaking Stevens fan. And I'm sure I'm sure you I can. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you can shake a leg to this whole house. But if I ask you the question, what do shaking Stevens and Leicester City have in common? Can't tell no, you, mate. I can't tell no, you. Mate. No, well, in fairness, I wouldn't expect you to. I, I kind of dropped you in it. Well, they're both number one at Christmas. Everybody thinks I just throw this show together. You know what I mean? It, it's scripted, <laughs> this is. Scripted, mate. Scripted. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were number one at Christmas, although we finished the month in second to Arsenal. And this was the season, I think, when remember when Christian Fuchs took a throw in against Arsenal. It hit the Arsenal player, and he went down like a he'd been hit by a by 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 Mike Tyson. I think it was Sanchez, weren't it? Right, got right yes. in his face because he wouldn't move out of the way. <laughs> yes, yeah. But um, three 0 win over Swansea, two um, one over Chelsea, which got Mourinho sacked the first time we got him sacked. Um, yeah. 3-2 against Everton and one of only our three losses all season, Boxing Day, Liverpool, the sods. It, you know what? And I think, you know, looking at Liverpool result and then when you, when you say to people, you know, I, I can talk about the Premier League win till, till I'm blue in the face and I'll never get yeah. bored of it. But you say to people, yeah, we only lost three times that season and I think, you know, when you look at it like that and you think, you know, two of them were against Arsenal as we just seen, you know, the five two. And then yeah. when you think like, you know, the only the only other two losses we we had that season were against Liverpool one nil. I remember from it weren't, weren't a very good game. It we deserved to lose from what I remember. But and then you think, you know, the other loss was a two one against Arsenal and they scored in like the last second of the game. So yeah. it, it's 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 crazy to think that, you know, little old Leicester only lost three times on the way to the title is unbelievable yeah. really. But yeah, like you say, you know, it's, it, I remember over that sort of Christmas period, we, we didn't slack off a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, we drew Man City, lost Liverpool. And then, you know, the next month we sort of lost, I think, I think we drew Bournemouth and things weren't going as yeah. they were, as they were originally. But uh, yeah, you know, we were still up there and obviously in, in a really good position. I'm just going to do this because I can see Melina is, is still with us. And I just want to do this because it's something, because she's only a young Melina. I mean, <laughs> she looks like she's like 12, but I mean, she is only only young. Hopefully, she's actually awake and not falling asleep like she did earlier on today. <coughs> Cough driving Melina. Um, I just want to show Melina something because um, she might be in young. You might not have seen this very much. But yes, that was Arsenal at the top of the league. I haven't doctored it. And for <laughs> a little while, you did sit at top of the league, you know. Um, bless her. She does, she does, she takes uh, takes some stick, does Melina, I'll tell you, but but played played play, fair play to her. January, um came around and 
carried on where, you know, the old year had, had left off, really. You know, we, we had the draw with Bournemouth, like you say. Um, we'd had the 1-0 win over Tottenham. We drew with Villa and then the 3-0 over Stoke. The, Spum, the Spurs game really stands out there because I think that was the hoof header, weren't it? Where he yes. just, I remember yeah. him standing and just getting his full neck behind it, whacked top I corner. And yeah. I remember after that game thinking... It sort of made a bit of a statement, to be honest. I thought, again, I, I, at the time, I didn't think we were ever going to win the Premier League, but I thought, you know, that's it's, it could really, you know, sort of push us on to maybe maybe get top four, top six at a push, you know, and it's, just, it's results like that. Because I remember at the time, I think it would be able to smash and grab that game because I think Spurs, mm. have had, Spurs have plenty of chances. I think I can remember... Harry Kane hitting the bar from, I think, Casper Schumacher got hand to it and it came off the bar and they were sort of peppering our goal. And then I remember who's scoring with the last 25, 30 minutes or so, maybe even been later. But again, it's results like that where you sort of come back, you look you look at it afterwards and you think, yeah, we could, we could really do something this season. Yeah. And it was, like you say, he didn't move, he didn't run onto the but he just stood there and just, it was his head that moved. When he yeah. got the head of Hooth, and you're thinking like, you know, he 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 could stand his own in Glasgow, couldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what a player as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, he was a signing that we needed because you know, in the, in the pre the season before, we I think we got him on loan in the January, hadn't we? And and you know, yeah. things started to turn around. Uh, but he was the experience that we needed in that. In that, you know, in that defence, he was definitely in. You know, I think him and him and uh, him and Wes, um, sort of, they complemented each other really well. To be honest, you know, I think at the time, you know, big lads as well, big strong lads. So I don't think you know many strikers didn't really want to come up against them and think you know really fancy yeah. chances against these two. You know, maybe you know what they lacked in pace, they made up you know with leadership, I guess, because you know you mm. look back at the time and you think. In that back line, we had we had two captains really, and obviously Wes was yeah. main captain. But again, Hoof's another player that you could look at and think, yeah, he, you know, he could he could lead us from the back. And again, just a, a really vital, massive player for us. Not only in the Premier League winning season, but for the time he was at his throughout his whole time with the club, really, really good player. And again, it's yeah. one of them players where another character and one that will live long in the memory. That's for sure. Finishing January uh, atop of the league. Um, February, we were still finishing top of the league. Uh, we got there. We, we got our own back on Liverpool, and we'll come back to that game in the in a moment. We had uh, the win over Man City. Um, Arsenal did us. We'll forget that one. <laughs> we won't talk about the Arsenal defeat. Okay. <laughs> no, we will actually. And because this to me and, and the Norwich, this to me is the the defining month of the season. Second of February, Leicester two, Liverpool nil. For me, not just Leicester's goal of the season, but the Premier League goal of the season. Vardy from you know, he, 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 he was virtually back at the Royal Infirmary when he hit that shot. <laughs> it, went, it went straight over the whoever was in goal for Liverpool at that time. It was one of the best taken goals. I, I it, will, it will live long in my memory. 
It was incredible. Um, I remember watching it at the time on um, on a on a stream. We'll say. Um, so <laughs> I think we're, we, we were yeah. we, we, we were a minute or so behind, and uh, my mate mm. is a Liverpool fan, and he looked at his phone, and he was. I remember him just he was swearing and going mad, and I was thinking, what's up with him? And then the next minute, he says, um, he just come out of it, he couldn't hold it in. He says, oh, apparently Vardy just scored one of the best goals you'll ever see. Yeah. And then obviously it's happened, it's come out of nowhere. I'm running around the living room going mental, jumping on him, you know, winding him up. And then obviously before mm. before he scored the second, he's got up and walked out the house. So I sort of knew what was coming, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, what what a goal. And, you know, again, it's, it's one of them that you're going to see as, as highlights for the God, God knows how many years to come yeah. and, and long may yeah. it continue as well. Because it, it, was, it was absolutely unbelievable to hit it that well and that far out. And the accuracy obviously yeah. was, was incredible. Then we came up against Manchester City. Um, a hoof double. I mean, you know, it, like a bus, a hoof goal. You don't have one for months and then they all come along <laughs> within a few weeks of each other. And it, that was the game when a lot of people said they actually started to believe. Yeah. I, I think, you know, going into that, especially where the Etihad, you know, Man City got a, a bit of a formidable home record, even to this day, you know, the, the way they play football is incredible. You know, look, you look back at the t- their team at the time, you know, Sterling's first season with them, Aguero, De Bruyne, and you could go on with the, with the amount of top quality players they had, and then to go there and just completely outplay them, outclass them, and to come away 3-1, if I remember at the time, you know, we missed quite a couple of other good chances where we could it could have... It could have been four or five one, and it it wouldn't flattered us at all. We were superb that day, really were. It was, and then there was the. Um, uh, oh, I've got to mention it, and I, I'll show you. I'll tell you why I'm going to mention it in a minute. But our third defeat of the season, it came against Arsenal again, and was was Leski's famous last minute tackle. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I say I use the word tackle in its loosest sense. <laughs> yeah, again, it, it was one of them where you look at the time. I'm thinking, God, it's sort of, it, it was such a stupid challenge to make because they weren't really going anywhere either. And you know, obviously, the ball gets no. floated in Welbeck heads in, and Arsenal think they're going to win the league from then on. I, I just remember sitting there feeling sick, to be honest, because you know we, we had Danny Simpson since sent off that game harshly from what I remember. Um so I felt a bit it felt a bit un, unjustified to be honest. Um and I remember us defending really well and I thought, you know, if we could get away with the points here from the way we defended heroically really, you know, I remember they were absolutely peppering our goal and then, you know, to concede the last minute was a was a sickness really. And then, you know, we, we came back from that and scored the last minute against Norwich uh, with Azoa and the earth and the earthquake goal. Mm. So it sort of uh, evened yeah. itself out, I guess, over the course of the well, well, we'll come on to the, to the earthquake in a minute, but this is what I remember from to the, for me, this was a season defined, one of the season defining moments uh, was, was that game. And that was this. Yeah. The picture that's right, of the yeah. Arsenal fans celebrating like they'd won the league. I mean, you know, yeah. Mazzy Otto looks like he's having a fit at the back there, to be honest with you. But, you know, <laughs> you wouldn't have thought, I mean, but that's, in a way, it's almost a bit, looking back on it, a bit like a compliment that they felt like that just because they'd beaten Leicester. Exactly. And I remember um, the season before, the Great Escape season, I think it was one of the games before where we, we started putting together that good run. I think it was Robert's first game, game for us. It were away against Arsenal. 
Mm. And I remember um, Theo Walcott coming off after that get that game and giving an interview saying, he says, I can't believe Leicester are the bottom of the league, you know, the way they play. And so I think even then, you know, certain teams have probably looked and thought, these ain't as bad as, uh, you know, as what the table is making out here. So again, from, yeah. from that picture you're showing, you know, it's, I suppose Arsenal looked at it, that game and score a last minute winner against what, what to them, you know, we, we were title challengers. And so I guess it were a big scalp for them, really. <laughs> Melina says, um, "Look at you lads taking the piss out of Arsenal." I, I, I am sorry. We we shouldn't, Melina. I am sorry. We shouldn't make fun of the less fortunate. So I apologise <laughs> for that. <laughs> and and maybe I tell you, just just one more time then, just because I I absolutely love this picture and that. To be honest with you, is our team talk for the rest of the season. Now, if I say to you. Uh, Joshua, uh, 0.3, another number here for you to play with. You're looking at me, would you know what that was? 0.3. That was, that was, you've already alluded to it, the size of the earthquake that was registered oh, on the Richter yeah. scale when you yeah. scored in that last, I don't know if it was the last minute, but my God, it was like, Un, I mean, I think I created that just jumping up and down because I'm such a size. That was probably me on my own, to be honest with you at home. I mean, the the, the ground, I was told, was shaking. It was for a frustrating game from, from what I can remember of it. Um, again, you know, after especially coming coming back after the after the Arsenal loss, you sort of thinking, well, ideally you want to pick up a win against Norwich here and then, you know, lo and behold, Big Leo pops up at the back stick and tucks yes. away, and like you say, just—I I mean, I wasn't there. I wasn't there on the day again. I, no. I watched it on a on a legal on a on an illegal stream. Easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, again, yeah, I just remember going absolutely mental, and it won the results where you look back at it and you think, God, you know, again what a result it was and what it meant at the time, you know, because it showed how together the lads were and sticking till, till the last the last few minutes of the game and get a win against, you know, Norwich weren't a bad, I know they went down that season, but they weren't a bad side. Mm. Um, it, it meant a lot, it really did. Going and speeding through these possibly a little bit now, but March uh, came along and we um, – had uh, the 2-2 with West Brom, which was a bit of a shame for West Brom because it was, I think, Jeff Astle's... Oh, no, that was the season before, I think, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. Got, yeah, we got 2-2 there. Uh, Watford, we won 1-0. Uh, again, Newcastle United, 1-0. Palace, 1-0. And I can remember somebody complaining that it was a it was a palace. It was on the last day of the season, and if you get a chance, go onto YouTube and Google uh, Robbie Savage versus Spurs fan, because he was so deluded that he was still the best team that that season, despite the fact <laughs> that they were third. And he said we were only able to win games one nil, but you still get three points whether it's one nil or nine nil, don't you? Exactly, exactly. You do. And I think around that time as well, you know, you look at the results there and sort of clean sheets, they, they, they were massive for us at the time. And but even, you know, you look at the score, it's 1-0, but we never really came under threat during them games. If, if, if I remember rightly, defensively, we're absolutely solid and we kept most teams out. So, you know, like you say, you win 1-0, 9-0, you get three points at the end of the day. Exactly. Good evening, Andy. Uh 
were your legs are trembling that day i think they uh, they probably were i i was getting nervous because the funny thing about this was and, and I, I know i've told some people before but i was sat the whole season when i was at work i was sat next to a tottenham hotspur fan and you know god god plays these tricks on us <laughs> sometimes but the funny thing was that all season we had a bit of a healthy respect for each other because we were good. We you know we got we got on. We just happened to support two teams that were up against each other that season, and but neither of us believed that we would go on and win it. You know, yeah. I sat there going like, "Well, you know, Leicester are the team. We're always the nearly boys. We always shoot ourselves in the foot." And he said, "Yeah, but we see Spurs. We never win anything." Yeah, you know? and it was amazing. We were just sat there going, "Now, you know, it'll probably be Arsenal. Will probably come through between the pair of us and and and, and win Sneaking. it." But, <laughs> yeah, it just wasn't, you know, even even now, you know, even then in March, it was like, could we, couldn't we, you know, but we finished March, I, I, I still on top of the league, um, and going into April, um, we had the Southampton, and of course the Sunderland game, we, we drew with West Ham and the 4-0 Swansea. The Sunderland game, let's to go to that one. The famous, well, you can see in that picture there, it was the game that where Ranieri cried. Again, another one that sticks out from my mind because I, um, I took my um, my eldest now, my eldest daughter. She was obviously my only daughter at the time. I took her to a swimming lesson, so I missed that. I missed that game, and I, um, I thought I'm not going to look at my phone, you know, full attention on, you know, my, my little and um, doing a swimming lesson. Then I was getting notifications come through. We were one nil up, and then obviously Vardy got his second to make it two, and then. I think after that, I sort of, I sort of thought, yeah, it's it's on now. It's gonna happen, and I, I believed. Not, I shouldn't say it was in our hands at the time, but it was a bit like you, Chris. I was thinking, you know, every week, oh, the bubble's gonna burst this week, and you know, we might, hit, we might hit a bit of a, a bit of a sticky patch in the next few games, and then it just carried on. And I think, you know, from from the amount of games we had left, and you know, to go away to win two 0 at Sunderland again, another comfortable game for us. It was, it was mm. massive at the time. It really was. But like, Melina, I think is having to go. Um... Champions League are playing tonight. Apparently, uh, is it is it Arsenal tonight playing? If it is, good luck, uh, Molina. I always like English teams to do well uh, in in European uh, competitions, um, unless it's Tottenham. <laughs> Brookline, I've said that because Brookline says here is your hatred of Tottenham from the 2016 season, or does it run deeper than that? I actually don't hate Tottenham. We just have, you know, that was just a. I think Tottenham kind of. I mean, if I if I say Ryan, um, if I say Ryan, Brad will know who I'm talking about, and he kind of sets himself up to be bitten, if if that makes sense, because he comes on here with the comments and then isn't particularly keen if you give him give him one back. I I up until that season, I. I didn't mind Tottenham. I didn't hate them. I didn't mind them. Nothing against them. There's no great rivalry there. It's just history made it that they were our rivals that season. And of course, yeah, exactly. But I I don't, I don't have a, I I hate, if you're going to say which team do I hate more than any, it actually is, is Coventry because they are my, always were to me, our closest rivals. And therefore, that was the team. I mean, he's probably died a bit now because we've not played them for like twenty years. But, uh, but <laughs> certainly, um, 
So apparently Melina's not going. I thought I thought she was going to be leaving us, but apparently she's not. Um, we then had the West Ham game, and we had a bit of a um, uh, uh, Mr. Vardy being a little bit naughty, according to the referee. I remember going absolutely mental at the time, thinking it's definite penalty. But you know, looking back on replays, and even now, he's sort of thinking he's trying to buy the penalty, really trying to be a bit cute. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember, you know, they went 2-1 up. I remember Cresswell scoring a cracking goal for them top corner. And then um, Schlupp won his penalty in the like the last minute or so. And just before the penalty, yeah. just before um, Ajoa took the penalty, I, around my friend's house watching it, I was that nervous and anxious. I couldn't sit still. So they had to... I had like four mates holding me in the corner because I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> honestly, I felt, I felt that sick. And then when he scored, I just remember ragging him out of the way, running around the house, going mental. And he, you know, it, 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 looking back now, he's, and at the time, it just felt like a massive, massive point for us. Because again, you know, it, the Leicester of old might have sort of ran away mm. from that, took the 2-1 loss and gone home with it, you know, the tail, yeah. tail between the legs. But we stuck in there and obviously got a, what turned out to be a massive point at the end. It really was. It was like a win, really, wasn't it? Getting it that was, point, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be very controversial here because two points from that game, oh, more than two points. But the, let, let's go through it. First of all, their penalty. We, yeah. you know, if you look at our defence through the whole season, we were literally, you know, we were virtually our defenders were virtually hugging their strikers, and you know, yeah. they had been warned, and we kind of. You couldn't do it now. I think you know it was one of those things that was looked at because of that, and you know they got they got the penalty um, because you know they'd, they'd been warned about it. And Vardy, I honestly think he does. I mean, I'm not not saying that he doesn't get penalties, and that you know they aren't penalties, but I don't think there's anybody better than him that actually plays for the penalties. Definitely, and again, you know he's. Like I say, from replays, and he still does it now. To be honest with you, he does every now and again. You know, he sort of puts his body in front of the defender and sort of invites the foul, so to speak. And you can call it, you, you know, you can call it cheating. You can call it what you want, but it's part and parcel of, of football today, really. You know, if you think you can mm-hmm. sort of buy a foul and buy a penalty, and fair enough. You know, these we've we've seen it go for us. We've seen it go against us plenty of times over the, over the season. So it's just part and parcel of football. And you know, like you say, we've got yeah. one of the best strikers around that that does it. Yeah, um, we got the penalty at the end, but just before that, I, I'm struggling to think. Somebody might remind me, but I'm struggling to think. We were give, We should have had another penalty. Whether it was Hoof that was that was dragged down, or I'm I'm not it sure who was it. Hoof, right? It was, and yeah, it, that's it, right. Yeah. yeah, and John Moss. I think. And let's be honest with you. I think he was the the um the ref that day. Um, he, he's no better now, to be honest with you. But no. you know, he didn't give that penalty. I don't think the. I think the Hoof one was more of a penalty than the Slot one was, and I think we got the Slot one because he hadn't given. The the hoof one, it was, and it, like you say, I remember the foul on hoof was worse than um, Wes Morgan's on Winston Reed. From from what I can remember, I remember mm. the defender being all over hoof, and then I think you know, like you say, John Moss has missed that one, and he's thought, I've, pardon the language, I've dropped a bit of a bollock here. Really, I should have given that. Yeah. And then, like you say, you know, the Schlutt one, it was soft. You've seen him given, but for me at the time, I thought, yeah, we're a bit lucky to get that. But I think he just wanted to obviously even things up because he missed the foul on hoof. So then it, it worked yes. out well for us in the end, I guess. Yeah. 
and then of course Vasse Vardy was sent off in that game. And of course, that was when it all came out. Oh, you know, and this was another game I went to. I didn't go to many that season, but Leicester <laughs> only a, a one-player team. We only had, uh, we've only got Vardy. Without Vardy, we would crumble. Uh, hang on, um, it. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was it was four four nil to Leicester over Swansea. Uh, good to see of uh, Mares, Ujoa, Huthen, or Brighton. <laughs> Easy, easy day's work that again it was one of them where yeah. I were a bit nervous going into it but uh, as you know that day we were on form it's like say bag two and then I think what set, what sort of settled the nerves that day was Morris scoring so early you know we put us one yeah. up and then I think we got the second after maybe 15 20 minutes and then you're sort of thinking yeah you know again it's, it's gonna go it's gonna go for us today really. and then you know as as history shows it it did and we, we battered them that game absolutely battered them and at the end, it's one of them where you're thinking, you know, what were we so nervous about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then the funny thing there is when you look at the table, Spurs were still second, uh, Man City were third, and Arsenal were, although on goal difference, were fourth. Um, that 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 was the change in the next month as uh, we came down to the last three games. Um, we... Could have won it away to Man United. I was sat in the pub with my son and I was actually surrounded by a lot of Man United. Oh, Dan, Josh has gone. Not sure where Josh has gone, but Josh has gone. So I'll, I'll just talk to myself for a bit here then. Um, that way, at least nobody's going to argue with me. But we played Man United uh, start 1st of May. Uh, I was down the pub with my son, and I seem to remember the being in in Paul as I live in Paul. The um, match was um, was full of uh, the pub was so was full of Man United fans uh, as it is, and I can remember because uh, they they I mean at this point they were sort of you know too far they were never going to catch us, and actually we we got the one all draw thanks to to Wes Morgan. And we um, we came back and um, got the draw. And as we left the pub, and it was obvious we were Leicester fans because we were, we were dressed in all the kit. They they um, sorry, just looking. Josh is coming back now. They actually were, were shaking our hands and saying, "Good luck, go and win it against Everton now." And that was coming from from Man United fans. But um, Josh, you're back. Apologies, mate. My internet went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You went for a fag. Don't deny it. We know you're trying to give up. But you, went, you went for a fag, man. You went for a fag. <laughs> I was just saying that Man United game. We should have won. We could have won it there. But uh, I was watching in a pub with my with my son. We were surrounded by Man United fans, and it was a great feeling. At the end, they were saying to us, "We'll go on and win it against Everton now." Yeah, that's it. And again, from what I remember from the game, it was quite a cagey affair, to be honest. Um, I know um, they went, I think Martial scored for them and Wes Morgan equalised for us. And I remember Okazaki going close in that game as well, sort of sliding in at yeah. the back post and just missing it. And then um, it. <sighs> I, again, it's a result where you look at it, you know, obviously with the game before, you know, the, the Chelsea Spurs game, as we spoke about earlier. And it was, I think, as, as you say, you know, Man United fans sort of wishing as well and hoping we'd, hoping we'd go on to win. And it was strange, you know, sort of 
especially towards you know the second the second half of the season where most yeah. fans are, we were coming up against. And I remember I remember going back to the West Brom game quickly. Sorry, um, Tony Pulis coming out after that and saying, you know, I'm going to support Leicester from from here on until the yeah. end of the season. I want yeah. them to do it. And it was really strange, sort of having everybody sort of having every other team apart from like you say Spurs sort of having you back and, and wishing you well mm. to, to go on to do yeah. it. it it was strange yeah. it was nice though it was nice it was it was and we will be back now you're back we'll be back straight after this Leicester Till I Die TV your first choice for everything Leicester City tune in and join in now I didn't have time, mate. I was watching you. <laughs> I can't. I can't make that any longer than it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've got a longer jingle than that. Um, so it's just after that game, of course, with again the game we talked about earlier, Chelsea uh, to Tottenham two. We then had. I mean, and I, and I. Everybody was after tickets for this game. Leicester City three, Everton one. The time when the. The, the the cup was presented to us, the trophy was presented to us. I stood there. I I was about I remember I was actually about to um pay a few hundred quid for a ticket off somebody that, that uh, an Everton fan that was gonna let me have his ticket. And it was all going on. Everybody was trying to do it. And somebody came in, I've got to be honest with you, a very, very uh, good friend of mine and um he linked with the club so I can't give his name out, got me a ticket uh, at, at face value price, and I mean, I, I was fifty-five then. I was surrounded by people I didn't know. Uh, Bocelli came out on the pitch, sang Nethandorma, and I was dripping with tears. <laughs> I was the same. I was. Um, I'm, again, I watched that round with um, the. Me and my friends at the time, you know, obviously, me and another lad were a Leicester fan, and we made a bit of a day. We had a barbecue around his house, and obviously, got up on the telly and stuff. And I'm sat there thinking, God, this is really, this is really happening. Into it's uh, mm. unbelievable. It really was, and I think this sort of that was one of the sort of things you can look back now, and you know, what what a massive thing it was. Like you say, you know, for for Bocelli to be singing before the game, and I remember, you know, the Evans yeah. Open, they absolutely chucked it down. And oh, yeah. so many minutes into kickoff as well, and then you know, sun came out for the uh, for the for, for the trophy parade, and it was unbelievable. It really was. It was fantastic. What a day! And I tell you what, you you could. You, I mean, I, I I don't know who this guy was, and I've never seen. I hadn't seen him before. Hadn't seen him after. But I don't think I've ever hugged anybody as tight as when the you know that Wes <laughs> Morgan lifted that that trophy. It. I mean, and the whole thing with the fireworks. You've got to say, Leicester do do these things rather well, don't we? Definitely. It, it, definitely. And you just got to sort of, again, you know, sort of look back at it now and then, you know, you look at how well we're doing this season and you think, you know, things like that ain't out of reach for us anymore. You know, it, yeah. you know, we're one of the richest clubs in for me in world football. You know, we've obviously the owners we've got are extremely lucky to have the owners that we do have. You know, how wealthy they are and how how well looked after we are as a club. And you know, I suppose you know against the likes, you know, the Man Cities, the Man United, the Arsenal, the Chelsea of the world, we're not really that attractive. But I think we are getting there. And so you know, you like say you look back on you look back on that day and you think. I don't think it's going to be too long, really, where we're in a position to to fight for the title again, and yeah. hopefully, 
hopefully we would we, be able to experience some more days like that. Fingers crossed, and it could be this year with the uh, with the FA Cup, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the, the last game of the season, we got the um, the the guard of honour out from Chelsea. Chelsea very kindly presented Ranieri with a with a nice plate or what, what, a silver plate. I can remember the camera um, picking out uh, Abramovich in the crowd. And even he was applauding Ranieri. You know, yeah, it was just a. It was it was the season when everything changed for Leicester as a club. You know, it was almost like you know we got an invitation to the top table. And I know you know yeah. the, the the stories about you know the clubs got together, decided that that was never going to happen again, and one of the things that led to the ESL talks and all this sort of thing. But you know. As a club, and and I know a lot of fans are bitter about you know the fact that we've got fans. We had a lot of Algerians because of Mares, and you know we we had fans that were suddenly coming from from Thailand and and America, you know, but they never heard from Leicester. And well, yeah, you know, well, you see, you know, somebody's come from say Spain, and they've only been supporting us since two thousand and sixteen. But that that's what happens. How do you think Man United became a global club? You know. And unfortunately, that was through bad news. But global things happen, and it brings fans in and brings money into the club, which is good. And we are a different club now, aren't we? We are definitely. And, you know, it's nice to see, you know, sort of especially like the younger generation now, you're seeing a lot more Leicester shirts around and, you know, kids yeah. running around with Vardy on the back of the shirt. And it's good to see because, you know, as a kid growing up myself and, um, me being a Leicester fan, it were always sort of not took the Mickey out of the school because mm. you know it's, it's our local team. But you know a lot of lads running around in Man United shirts and and Liverpool and you know sort of Chelsea at the time, I guess. Um, and then it's me and my Leicester shirt with is it six on the back, sort of you know. Uh, yeah. Well, we're doing all we'll, we'll leave Josh alone because you know Leicester mid table, they're all right, little Leicester. Yeah. And then like you say, it's which completely you know. The, the the season that we had just completely up just just it, it it blew up and it it blew everything up for us and it was absolutely fantastic and like you say you know if if that's the way to get more mm. to get the younger generation of fans and worldwide fans then what what better way to do it you know yeah. it, success success brings people in so long may it continue for us. Last number really we're going to look at is three, which we've mentioned before, which was the number <laughs> of losses we had that season. Um, it was our best, our best ever record in the top flight, losing just three games in the season. But only four teams have actually done better than us. Uh, Arsenal, obviously, who lost none in the invincible years. They keep popping up in our story, Arsenal, don't they? Good God. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool won it in eighteen nineteen, losing only once. Um, and again, that, let, let's face it, they were, they were an amazing team. Chelsea won in 2004-05 and Manchester City two in 17-18. Again, we we you know we're up there with, with the with the big boys, but um, definitely, know, mate. It, we're, we're, you know. and you, you're right. You know, like you say, only only three three losses, and I think a lot of people forget as well. We won, we won it. We won it by ten points in the end. We haven't fluked yes. it. We have, yeah. we we walked it. <laughs> it sounds crazy, yeah. but we have, we walked it really, didn't we? You know, ten yes. clear points yes. and. It was yeah. just unbelievable, and again, you know what what a season it was, and 
even thinking about it now, I, I get goosebumps and I don't think that feeling will, it will never go away. And I, I'm, I'm glad for that, to be honest, because it's for, for us to live through, through something that momentous and it, not just for the club, for, for the whole of Leicester, you know, you know, at the end of the day, compared to other cities across England, we're, we're quite a small city. So for something like that for us to, to happen and re- really put us on the map, it was, it was unbelievable. And it was something I'll never forget until, until the day that I pass. I don't think any of us will. And I can remember saying to my son, oh, are you going to come down, you know, to the to the presentation with me? And, I, you know, I can remember him saying that, um, you know, he, he can't because he, he'd got the next Monday or something, um, um, a, you know, to do with his university. It was, a you know, a big thing and he, he had to get ready for that. And I said, but this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And he said, well, dad, you know, I'm only just 20. I could probably see it again. And I remember thinking at the time, like, no, you, 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 you can't. And, <laughs> but yes, yes, they did. You know, we, we, well, we haven't done it yet, but you know, things are, are turned around so much that who knows now. Exactly. And I, I, I don't think we're a million, it sounds daft and a lot of maybe neutral fans are probably think I'm crazy to say this, but I don't think we're that many sort of say further signings, so to speak. I don't think we're that far off again from, from challenging. I really don't. On his on his day, we can we can beat anybody. We've shown that this season, and hopefully we could do it again. You know, in the final against Chelsea, and you know, to, to win the FA Cup this season. What you know, what an amazing thing again to to live through. And you know, you've got to sort of think well. The players we've got, if we keep hold of them, you know, new training ground, and we're just we're, mm. we're a club that's on the up again. I'll go back to you know what amazing owners we've got, the players we've got, and we, we really we really ain't that far off from from having that sort of success again, definitely. I've just put this up in, in the, if you're on YouTube um, and following us on YouTube, I've just put this up there in, in the chat, which is the link to the uh, BBC Radio um, Five Live 606 Spurs fan being absolutely savaged by, by Robbie Savage. Um, Andy says here, quite rightly, uh, and, and, and I agree with this totally, um, Nigel Pearson should take a lot of credit for the title-winning team. I mean, totally. I mean, you know, Claudio almost admitted he didn't, you know, it wasn't the case of him having to make major changes. It was a tweak here and a tweak there. Whether we would have won it under Nigel, we will never know. But he certainly put the foundations there, I truly believe. And I think he should probably get more credit than he does, even though obviously it was Claudio that won it for us. Definitely. And, and just quickly, I think that's absolutely spot on. Um, again, we could talk about momentum. Um, I weren't really a fan of the, the term momentum. In, I, I thought, you know, it was sort of a case of before, obviously, the, the title winning season, I thought it was a game of a case of, you know, you turn up on the day and it's whoever wants it more. But it just yeah. gets to show what, what momentum can do, you know, from, from mm. escaping relegation for, with eight or nine or ten games of the previous season to, to go in and win in the Premier League. If, if that's not evidence what momentum could do for you, then I don't know what is really. Again, <clears throat> excuse me, Pearson's he's right. You know, he sort of, like laid, as you say, laid the foundation and, and paved the way for us, I guess. And Claudio, like you say, just a, a few tweaks here and there and absolutely skyrocketed for us. 
book line there kind of sums the um, <laughs> season <laughs> in seven points very, very well there. I think I think uh, you've got your favourite memories of a lot of ours as well, Brookline. Um, Andy Medhurst saying parading the trophy through Leicester was something else. To be totally honest with you, I, I just couldn't get I wanted to come up that weekend and see. Oh, no, I think it might have been a midweek. I can't remember, but for whatever reason, I couldn't make it. Watched it on on the TV. I tell you something. The um, the old staging in Victoria Park wasn't bad either, was it? One or two people turned up for that. I was there. I went straight to Victoria Park that day. It was on the we were on the yeah. Monday after the Chelsea game. Um, I booked the day off work, went down there, and obviously had a few beers and enjoyed myself. It was again, you, do? you know. <clears throat> again just one of them days where you sort of as a football fan as a Leicester fan you you live for days like that and you know mm. to think that we could we could you know potentially have, have them times again you know and it, for, for my kids as well you know so I'm trying to sort of obviously coax them into the Leicester side of things now I think I'm uh, got more chance of my youngest than my oldest to be honest with you but um, <laughs> for, for them to be able to see things like that is, is going to be amazing as well you know so hopefully they yeah. can sort of um, you know, experience the feelings that I've had supporting Leicester. Highs and the lows, to be honest, because obviously without the lows, you can't enjoy the highs, can you? No, no, no. Uh, Matthew, the Tinker Man. I think they, they really nicknamed him the Thinker Man, didn't they, or something that season? But um, <laughs> but can you believe, and I'm obviously <clears throat> conscious of the time, and thank you for staying with us, and thank you to everybody who stayed with us watching, but can you believe it was five years ago? It's gone so fast. It has gone so fast, really. And I think, you know, in that amount of time to, to where we are now today, so much has happened to us, you know, obviously the, mm. the tragic events of, um, you know, VTI passing away and yeah. things like that. You know, we had Champions League campaign shoved in between there and Brendan coming in is... For the good, for the good and the bad, really, you know, being a Leicester fan, it, it's never boring, is it? It's never, ever boring. There's always something... Again, if you know, for, for good and bad, there's always something to talk about. So it's a roller coaster, isn't it? it for is. uh, for it, Leicester, it, it, we always it say really that. Is. It, it really yes. is. You know, I, I suppose sort of you can look back now and on sort of Martin O'Neill era and think, you know, mid table mediocrity. And we, we were brilliant at the time and we were a really good mm. team. And then, you know, from where we've gone from then to where we are now, it's. Yeah. If if you were to write a film of it and you you wouldn't believe the script, you wouldn't think it'd, no. it it'd be real life. But you know it is. No. What a club we support. Claudio Ranieri is H. Let me. I, I, you heard you heard it here <laughs> first. You you heard it here first. And I tell you what, I'm not even going to ask for an excuse if you mind if I'm going to play this again because I'm going to play this again anyway. <laughs> I will never get bored of singing that. I can remember at the, uh, I think it was, it was at Southampton. It was the nine nil, but it was the an anniversary, and on the sixtieth minute, I think we just we just sang it for like ten minutes nonstop. You know the one song. Josh, thanks so much for coming on, mate. Absolute pleasure, pal. Just want to say as well, um, mm -hmm. Oldham on the five hundred subs, pal. Very, very well deserved. I know you put a, you put a lot of hard work in, into what you do, so it's fully deserved, mate. Well done.
Thank you very much, young man. The checks in the post. <laughs> I said that. that that's so out of date these days shouldn't i should be saying that the money transfer is 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 with paypal <laughs> thanks very much mate means a lot take care of yourself and uh i will see you on pre-match friday night friday yeah another friday game mate looking forward yeah. to it pal and then getting very much closer the fa cup final oh don't start me on that i'm still still nervous <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, I don't want to talk about it until like the week before or so. So <laughs> no, we will do, we will do. Hey, thanks very much, mate. I'll see you on Friday. My pleasure. Have a good one, mate. I'll speak to you in a bit. And you take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Ah, there we go. Sorry, that wasn't meant to happen. I've got itchy fingers. Yeah, let's not go there. Um <sighs> Five years ago. Can you believe it was five years ago? I, I, as I say, I, I was a young boy then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Brookline, 15 years from now, you'll be singing, it was 20 years ago, Ranieri taught the band to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to sing. Don't worry. I'm not going to sing. But yes, indeed. Um we will never forget it. It's part of the history. Thanks very much for sticking with us, guys. Uh, if you want to tune into the podcasts, we are, well, this will be up live, but all the podcasts are on uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Podcast Addict, to name just a few. We're going to be back tomorrow night. And I'm going to be outnumbered. I've got a couple of um, Newcastle fans coming on. I might mention Steve Bruce. Hmm. See if I get away with it, shall we? <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else from this um, this show, just let it remind you of one thing. And if someone tells you that something is impossible, tell them about Leicester. Guys, thanks very much. It's been great. Stay safe. See you tomorrow night at 7 with the Opposition View show. Good night now. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch. They think it's all over. It is not over. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.